0: Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host
1: Gael and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. Uh, Today I'm with Mark. How's it going, Mark? It's going good. And today we are going to talk about push notifications are they the new email are they complementary what's going on so push notifications are essentially these little notifications that were usually meant for your phone but now they're also on desktop browsers and more and more sites are using them and nobody's really talking about them if it's other than trying to sell you some kind of tool because they get an affiliate commission and we've been you know using them for like four or five months and I thought it was time to actually look at the stats a bit and see how they work, etc. We talked about them a little bit when we talked about the pop-up apocalypse update. But I thought it was worth having a, a podcast about that. Like, First of all, let me ask you, Mark, like, how do you feel about them like, as a user?
0: Okay, so as a user, I think they're annoying and I don't sign up to them even on our own sites. But... I think it's really important (laughs) to most of us who are listening to this podcast to remember that you are not your audience and that it's the same thing with pop-ups like I hate them I think they're really annoying but the fact is opt-in pop-ups yeah but the fact is they just work really well so I kind of uh, feel that that's probably the same thing going on here
1: so so here's the deal as well. Like, look at you're running the email marketing for Health Ambition like basically 100 percent at this point. Yeah. And um, like, imagine if you had five times less subscribers per day. Do you think you would make as much money for us? Yeah, of course not. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, like, I actually looked at the stats. Like, people are like, "Yeah, I would never click on these. That's never going to work, etc." And as you said, people used to say the same stuff for opt-in pop-ups, and the truth is. Now they're basically the industry standard, right? Like most sites have them now, even though it's really annoying, especially on mobile, because it kind of slows down your site. Push notifications are definitely built more for mobile, so they don't do that, and they don't take the entire screen, et cetera, but we'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm going to talk about the stats, right? So we're running them both on Atari Hacker and Health Submission. What's interesting is that actually the industries are very different, obviously, and I got quite different results. And I looked at... I looked at three things, essentially. First thing I looked at is the opt-in rate. Like, you know, how do people actually opt-in to push notifications? Like, what percentage of people? And I compared that with email. Then I looked at the click-through rate, right? So when we send a push notification, what's the percentage of people that click through and get to the link that we've attached to it versus how many people click through on the link we put in our emails, you know? Mm -hmm. And after that, what I did to try to make this a little bit more So people can understand more what that means in real life for your business. I've kind of like imagined that we throw 10,000 hits to both websites. And I've looked at how many additional clicks per push or per email that adds when we send an extra email or push notification. So let's talk about the opt-in first, right? So on Atari Hacker, we have a really, really good email opt-in rate. We have... Depending on the days, you know, depending on where the traffic comes from—if we're emailing the list or if we are—if it's coming from Google or whatever—we get between nine and eleven percent opt-in rate, which is probably the best opt-in rate I've ever had on a website by quite a bit of margin. And even compared to most of most people in the industry, I think we're at least double. So we're doing a really good job at that. And the opt-in, so I was like, okay, you know, it's probably because of our branding and people like us, etc. And
0: there's a lot of segmentation uh, we're doing there as well.
1: We're, we're doing a really good job, et cetera. So I was expecting push notification opt-ins to be around the same, right? And actually the push notification opt-ins were only 6%, which, uh, and it's interesting because the push opt-in actually shows up when the page loads, so does the opt-in pop-up, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely have a feeling that in this industry, like people are really, really trying to give their email, you know? Yep. It's not just because we're, we're amazing. <laughs> it's because it's because of the the way the audience works, actually. But when I looked at the opt-in on On health ambition, the opt-in rate for email is much lower. Like we're around 1.2% of all the traffic, you know. And I'm not counting repeated traffic, etc. So, you know, if we only took new visitors, and if we, I'm counting sessions as well. So, like you know, people that come several times in 30 days, etc. Yeah, it adds up, but like it's still showing me like 1.2%, which probably is closer to like 2% for new visitors, but around that. And then push notification opt-in was actually. Higher a little bit. It was around 1.4 percent, which you could say it's almost similar. But since it's not a very high percentages, it's still like an extra, extra more than 10 percent, extra 15, 20 percent.
0: Yeah, and there's um, a lot of traffic, so that's quite a big difference. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It counts quite a bit. It's an extra like 20, 25 subscriptions, 30 subscriptions per day, or something on the push notification, right? So you know, on one side, on Atari Hacker, we have actually basically 50 percent more opt-ins. On email, then we have on push notification and on health submission, which is more B2C site, we get around 20% more, 15, 20% more push notification subscriptions than email opt-ins. But I think that's also probably due to the the split of the traffic. Mm -hmm. So like I'd say 70% of the traffic on Authority Hacker is desktop and 70% of the traffic on health submission is mobile.
0: Yeah, I think even more than that now, but yeah.
1: I haven't checked in the last, you know, six weeks or something, but it's it's usually around that. There is different industries and different platforms, so it's it's hard to tell which one is causing that. But it's interesting to see that actually in terms of opt-in on half a mission, like a mobile first site, let's say, push notification already overtakes email in terms of opt-ins. Now, I've looked at also like the last 30-ish notifications we've sent on both sites and I've looked at the clicks rate, so people that click on the link, right? And on Authority Hacker, we've done quite a few, especially for the launch, etc. Uh, the clicks rate was between 5 and 7% for push notifications, right? Which is pretty good, actually, because then I checked the email, and it was between one5 and 3% of people were clicking on the email links. So now we're we're talking like up to four five times, six times, sometimes more clicks in percentage than, than from email. So it, it kind of like, actually, like a, then I took that and I ran the 10K hit comparison, right? So the 10K hit comparison is imagine you throw 10,000 new visitors to your website. How many extra clicks does that add to the, your next push notification or next email based on all these percentages? And even though there was like basically 50% less opt-in rate on Authority Hacker for push notification than there was for email... 10,000, visitors, 10,000 new visitors on Authority Hacker adds 36 clicks to our next push notifications, whereas it adds only 20 clicks to our email, which means we literally get 1.5 times more returning traffic from push notifications than from email, despite the fact that the opt-in rate is basically 50% lower, which... Is quite interesting. I'm not sure if the podcast is the best format <laughs> to talk about all these numbers. Yeah, what, what I'll do uh, is
0: um, I'll put this uh, in a table on the uh, podcast page okay. when yeah, I when yeah. I publish it. So two tables, two
1: tables, very simple. Yeah. So uh, anyway, all to, all that to say that it's like fifty percent more traffic on a site that is predominantly run by emails, where people mostly sign up with emails. So that is quite impressive, and it shows that even like you know. The audience on Atari Hacker is definitely jaded about email marketing and push notifications and all that things that we do to keep in touch with people. And even that, it still works. And you know, it, still, it still like works way better than email.
0: Why, on, why do you think that is?
1: I think, first of all, it's newer and less people use them. So you know, right now, I see a lot of sites that have the opt-in. Mm-hmm. But like they don't even send any notifications. It's like so many sites have email opt-in but don't send any email, you know? But still, most people now start to send emails. But I'm pretty sure some site owners even forget they have push notifications set up on their site. They just set up because it was an exciting new tool and didn't use it. So it's like, you know, I'm, I am actually made a conscious effort to sign up to a bunch of them just to get a feel of how it feels. You know? mm-hmm. And so I think I'm signed up to like 20 sites. And to be honest, out of these 20 sites, it's maybe like, three or four actually send notifications regularly and most people are quite afraid to send notifications I'd say like if I get one a week it's a big deal
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so yeah I think it's it's an underused media and second of all you know the notification, you get it on your screen and you click on it or you close it, right? It's basically your two choices. Mm-hmm. And whereas email, you can just let it stack up with the gazillion other emails you have in your promotion inbox, you know?
0: That's actually a really good point. So, I never, uh, pro- never thought about that. I, I guess that there's a there's a certain thing like you have to take take the action or lose it forever is the, the kind of yeah. choice.
1: It's kind of like the snapshot of uh, of communication, yeah. You know? <laughs> website owners. It's like, like you you need to get your screen real estate back, right? Yeah. Whereas an email, you can just ignore it.
0: Yeah.
1: And most of the time, I mean, I I look at my promotion tab and I'm just like selecting everything and I'm just archiving it all at once, you know. I'm looking at the title, at the the subject lines and then I click on whatever interests me, which is like one in 50 maybe. Yeah. And then I archive the rest. So, uh, I would imagine, especially in this industry, a lot of people do that and you can definitely... Feel it in terms of the amount of people that click through. I'll put a little, you know, I'm gonna give the the numbers on house submission, but then we'll talk a little bit about quality of traffic as well. So the numbers on house submission, just gonna put a reminder here, but there's gonna be the tables on the website. The opt-in was 1.4% for push notification and 1.2% for email. And then I looked at the click-through rate, and the click-through rate for email is depending on what we email between one and three percent. So it's a little bit lower on the lower end than Atari Hacker, but quite similar, actually. And, you know, the more we do email marketing, the more I feel that unless you have a really, really engaged and tiny list, the way we build our email list, which is usually quite large, no matter what you email, you get around that, that clicks rate, you know. But for push notification, the clicks rate was lower than on Atari Hacker. It was between 4 and 5%. Like, pretty much every time. But still, we're talking between 4 times... Between 25 and uh, and 400% more clicks, which was also very impressive, especially considering that we also have more opt-in rate here, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when I looked at the 10,000 hit comparison, which is, uh, was again, send 10,000 new people and look at how many clicks that adds to our next push and email, the truth is the difference is not as staggering because the opt-in rate is much lower for both things. But we also get so much more traffic that it needs to be tempered a little bit. But for the email, it added 3.6 clicks for our next email, for 10,000 visitors, and for push notification, it added seven, which is still basically double the efficiency. Of email with push notification. Yeah, and just one um,
0: thing—it's worth—it's rem- worth remembering that that's just for the next email or the next push. You know, you can yeah, obviously. Yeah, so we send hundreds yeah. of
1: emails and uh, and push notifications in the next six months. So, you know, it's like seven, seven clicks doesn't sound like a lot, yeah, but it like stacks. you know, ten thousand clicks but ten thousand visitors per day, we get it multiple times per day. And then on top of that, we send the, we send these people like dozens and dozens of emails and dozens and dozens of push notifications, which you know all adds up quite a bit. But all in all, like if you just look at how much traffic that pushes to your website, push notifications tends to work like 50 to 200% better than to 100% better. Sorry, than email to actually just drive pure traffic back to your website. For all the haters out there, like I, I really wanted to check the stats and look at how it's been doing. And it's not like we put it last week. I mean, we've been using it since like March or something. It's been a while. The list obviously has been getting bigger. Uh, we were getting slightly better numbers at the beginning, like you always do when you have a small list. And it kind of like evens out over time. So overall, I think it's definitely a very, very exciting traffic source, especially if you're someone that, you know, stays in touch with your audience, et cetera. Now, I want to talk about the quality of traffic, even though it's not in, in the next point in the, in the notes for that podcast, because it's like there's a little bit of, it kind of rebalances itself. Like the time on site for people that come from push notification from what I've looked at uh, for the last launch for Atari Hacker was around 40% lower than the average time on site. So it is more traffic, but it's also slightly lower quality.
0: But do you think that's perhaps because they're actually using mobile more often and uh, push yeah. than, than they are in desktop like percentage wise. Of, of...
1: That's possible. It's also, I mean, like in the ones I've checked, I've checked a lot for, a lot of these tests came from the last launch on Autority Hacker. So we were also pushing the same page a lot. Therefore, I can imagine some people were clicking and closing. Or maybe maybe some people misclick, you know, I can imagine some people with like fat fingers try to swipe the notification and click on it or something. Also, it's very easy to opt in on uh, push notifications. in our, On our site, it's basically one click. So, you know, there is less commitment here than there is for, like, signing up to an email, seeing the email in your inbox in the middle of all the other ones, opening it, reading the email, clicking the link.
0: Yeah, I see what you're saying. I I guess I maybe, like, slightly disagree with that, in that I think, oh, well, my email is over in one place. It's like I can sort of control it, but... This and this is just a personal thing, like push notifications. Like, oh, I don't know when and where they're going to appear. Maybe it's going to like distract me. So I, I'm actually more careful about signing up for push notifications. Than I am for email, but again, I don't think I'm like the typical uh, uh, typical yeah. person. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. So yeah, that that is quite interesting. Another quite interesting thing that we're going to talk a little bit about later is that you know for email, like you get maybe like seventy-five percent of your clicks in the next like six to twelve hours, and then after that. For a very long time, like people still open your emails and click on them, right? Like yep. you get that kind of like long tail traffic that comes through residual well, traffic, yeah. On push notification, not so much actually. Like most of the traffic comes like right away, and there's very, very, very little long tail traffic. And that is because you know you stay to your browser. If your browser is open, you will get it right away, and you have to close it or click it. So it's like in terms of the traffic that that is quite interesting. That basically all of it. Like ninety five percent of it comes within the next six hours. So I, and I quite like it, and I'll explain why in a second.
0: That can be good if um, you're doing like time-sensitive things, like you know a, a launch countdown or something like that.
1: Thanks for reading my next point. <laughs> 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 I try to tease it, but obviously we're not very good at that stuff. I wanted to actually, before we actually go through that, and we're going to talk about the different uses of push notifications later, and that was one of the points. But I wanted to talk a little bit about opting in push notifications because actually there is different ways that you can opt in. And it kind of ties back to a podcast we did not so long ago, which is the HTTP versus HTTPS, like and why you should have HTTPS on your site before the end of the year. And basically the short answer was because Google Chrome is soon going to show sites as as not safe rather than safe when they have HTTPS. They would say not safe if you don't have it. And that could definitely kill your conversions and the trust in your website. But to get back to that, actually, HTTPS also allows you to have a different mode of opt-in for push notifications. If you only have an HTTP site, what you can do is you can have some kind of like pop-up overlay, very similar to opt-in pop-ups for email, where it just says, do you want to allow push notifications? And when you click yes, it basically opens a a real pop-up on top now, which is HTTPS. And then people can allow it and it sends the notification. And if you actually have HTTPS on your site, it can be a browser- notification, which, you know, appears next to the lock on the HTTP bar and you can just click allow and in one click you are part or you are in the push notification list, which is reducing the number of clicks you need to sign up and actually increases the opt-in rate by a lot, especially because these opt-in pop-ups that, you know, Push Crew and other services have designed are not very good not looking very good on mobile and a little bit cumbersome whereas the native browser thing that you get with https actually looks perfect on mobile it's very smooth and as a result you get a much higher opt-in rate in our case we when we switched it basically doubled the opt-in rate for push notifications. so it's a really big deal i would not even consider using them without https at this point let's talk also about unsubscribes actually so one thing that I've seen, I've talked with Stuart from uh, Niche Hacks actually, and he was telling me that he's losing a lot of subscribers every time he does a push notification. And we do get the same actually. Like we lose, I don't know, like two percent, three percent of the list every time we send a push notification, which can be scary for people who are newbies at uh, this kind of marketing. With email, you know, we we'll usually lose around like zero point two percent for us. So definitely a lot more. But it, what seemed to be the case is like seems like because your push notification is getting in the face of people, you get more clicks, you get more views of the notification, you know, like email, you may get maybe like 5, 7, 10% up to, uh, open rate, whereas push notification, you essentially get like 95% open rate. And as a result, people opt out more, you know. So it's not something to be worried about. It's just part of the game for push notifications, I think. So uh, I think there's like one guy that emailed me that said, I don't know what you did, but your website is sending me these notifications and I'd never signed up for them. And like that it happened one time out of like literally hundreds of thousands of push notifications sent. So that you know, could have it, just it,
0: been like, you know, someone was using his computer and did it or forgot about it or something though, you know.
1: I'm pretty sure. Well, he was not an internet explorer because it's not, um it's not compatible, but you know, it's someone that wasn't very tech friendly, obviously. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now let's talk a little bit about providers and then we'll talk about like the actual practical uses for these push notifications. So providers are actually listed three. There is a lot more. It's kind of like the Wild West in push notifications right now where everyone's trying to be the next Weber or whoever jumped into email marketing first and launched their own service company. If we started a bit earlier, I would even might, I would maybe have tried myself now, but it's a bit too late now. Anyway, the three we're going to talk about is first push crew, which is by far the most popular for online marketers these days. A lot of people use them, a lot of bloggers. Personally, I find them expensive. They are, you know, as close as two way web for push notification as you can imagine. They have decent optimization for websites, but, you know, the day your email is, your push lists rather gets big like it's quite easy to get to the 300 400 a month for push notification which if you make money out of it is not a big deal but it is quite overpriced and they have no export option which means that you are locked in with them forever and i I don't know i don't like feeling captive of a service like that
0: if i recall did they have a quite high affiliate payout as well is that why a lot of people are promoting them Kind of like Bluehost. Yeah, host.
1: that's how it works. Basically, yeah. they make money out of you and uh, they get bloggers, not like us, because we obviously we wouldn't say that, <laughs> but uh, they get bloggers to essentially promote them and give them um, like a, a large chunk of your money back, which is why I'm like, not my model. That's why we're not promoting Bluehost. That's why we're not promoting Aweber. That's why we're not like most of these companies are the kind of companies that don't create a great service, but they just bribe bloggers to get the exposure and make money. So, but yeah, it, it is definitely a service. You know, this, I've tested the free version; it was all right, but it's definitely overpriced. The second one uh, is the one that we use is signal? It's actually free, but there's a there's a, a little but. It's like they actually use your traffic to essentially cook it for retargeting ads, right? So the way they make money is that it's free for you. But if an advertiser sees like House Ambition, he can say, hey, I'd like to be able to retarget the traffic from that site. And they pay one signal that uh, lets them do that and essentially... Essentially, like they show advertising to the, to our traffic, but, you know, they show advertising in ad spots anyway. Like these people would see ads anyway. So I just don't think like it's a really big deal for us. It doesn't really change anything. And it, like essentially we can scale to unlimited for free. And they actually have a dashboard that is more advanced than the one in Push Crew, despite the fact that we don't pay. For example, there is an option I really like that sends the push notification not all at the same time, but it looks at the time zone of the person and it looks at when was the last time that they were on your website and it sends it to them you know, over 24 hours at the time at which they were on your website, which because you, know, you don't really want to send a push notification at 2 a.m. for someone that's sleeping because then they're going to wake up, they're going to have 20 of them. And most of the time, people just clear the notification at that point when they wake up. You want to do it when they're active in front of their computer. And so that is a really cool option, for example. And there's a bunch of others. Like you can segment your list. You can if you want to go out advanced, it's actually pretty good. And you also get support as well, even though you don't pay. So it's I like it. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. They just show us what people would see us anyway. So it really doesn't change anything for us. And finally, there is a new kit on the blog that I've checked out quickly called SendPulse. It seems to be modeled after one signal. I haven't tried it. So I won't talk a lot about it, but essentially it seems like a lot of things are developing now. What scares me with this is like a lot of these companies will probably disappear in the next two years. And so I like to pick a provider that lets me at least export my contacts, unlike Pushcrew that doesn't. OneSignal does let you do that, because in case like they close down, I'll be able to actually maintain my list. Whereas if Pushcrew crashes financially... You essentially lose everything and it's just not a good idea i think so that that is my world on providers obviously we become one signal we don't make any money from that because it's a free service but that's the one we use so we tell you what we use and now we're going to jump into your part uh, that you spoke for me earlier <laughs> <laughs> which is when and how to use these push notifications i think that there is um it's slightly different from email And they are quite complementary. And yeah, there's something we're going to talk a little bit after about uh, shotguns versus sniper rifles after. But first of all, the first way we were using at the beginning is like it was on House Ambition when we started. We had daily posts and we were just sending a daily push notification like we did emails. And, you know, like email marketing, exactly the same way. It's like it's the way you get the most clicks, but it also erodes your list really fast. I mean, do you want to talk about how it works for email for you, Mark? Yeah, I mean.
0: Oh, I, I mean, sending emails once a day or five times a week or, or something along that sort of frequency on health ambition, at least, you, you're getting a percentage, half a percent, one percent, something like that. They're going to be unsubscribing, but... It doesn't erode your list that fast, I don't, I don't think. that you can it, continuously... it fast at the
1: beginning that it slows down. You know? Yeah,
0: because the people who want to unsubscribe, they will unsubscribe quickly. The people who don't want to unsubscribe, they'll happily just keep receiving the emails in their inbox, even, you know, even if they're not opening them, but they're not going to unsubscribe. I'm, I'm not saying that's a good thing. It's just that the stats on your dashboard are, are going to show like a, a relatively low number. Whereas I think what you're saying is with push notifications is... Because they're always in people's faces, they are going to unsubscribe. So you can. Uh, There's a lot.
1: Even though people that are are interested, you know, it's like imagine if you received a push notification every day for me. Doesn't matter how how much you like me, you know. (laughs) You would probably unsubscribe eventually. So because it's more in the face of people, it's probably worth to be a little bit more subtle with them, which is also why a lot of people are afraid to use them at all. But there, there is a balance. One thing that we're thinking of doing, actually, our B2C sites now on Twitter Hacker because we don't publish enough, is to make kind of like a, a page or a post that is no-indexed on the blog and essentially make it a, a weekly recap of everything that's been published. Like, essentially, a list of the posts that have been published and push that, like, once a week or twice a week. This way, it keeps the list engaged, but, like, they don't get a notification every day, but they get a list to... Then they get to choose their content. A little bit like an offer wall in affiliate marketing where, you know you put a bunch of statements of what the products help with and you send generic traffic to that, like generic health traffic, and you could say how to get rid of acne, how to lose weight, how to whatever, how to help with your diabetes, etc. And you send generic tra- health traffic to that and you let people segment themselves based on the statement that corresponds to them the most. You can do the same with kind of a round the post of your own content every week and just push that. That is one way to do that. The other way to use push notifications, and that's the one you spoiled earlier, is... I'm going to remind you a few times is a uh, time sensitive offers. And as we said, like there is very little long tail track. So the problem with email, when you email time sensitive offers is the guy that is on a holiday or doesn't have his, doesn't connect to his work email or whatever. And, you know, we say, Hey, the offer is closing down in 24 hours. And that guy is opening it two weeks later. And he's like, Oh, I missed it. Can I please join in? Et cetera. It happens all the time when we have these. well, in that case, because most people see the notification right away, it works extremely well. And we've used this for the H Pro launch last time. And every time I sent a notification, I could literally see sales trickling in in the next two, three hours from that push notification. So if you think you can't make money with them, you can make quite a especially if you put a big timer on your page. That's, that really works well.
0: I don't think there are a replacement for emails in that sense. More like a no. complementary thing though, yeah?
1: Could you spot the next question? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <far> <laughs> yeah. So, one thing, one point I wanted to make before we jump on that—that that is in the question section you will see on the notes—is that it also works for things that are not on your website. So, if someone else is doing a launch and you can become an affiliate for them, like you know, and they have a time-limited offer, and maybe you don't want to email or you, for whatever reason you can't email, which happened with our friend Tung, for example, in the last stage pro Lounge, he was just busy restructuring his email list or whatever. Well, he was able to send a push notification and actually make sales as well. It's not because people opted in for your site that you can only push pages on your site. And as a result, it makes a really, really great traffic vehicle for affiliate offers, especially when they're time sensitive. Another thing I wanted to say as well in terms of, uh, of push notifications is... It's a good way to segment your audience. So it's something we haven't done a lot yet, but it's like I've tried a few times, that it works. Essentially, people sign up for the notifications from your site where you say, they say, just get notification. You don't have a lead magnet, it's simple, et cetera. And as a result, you can, when you release a new lead magnet, a new PDF for people to download in provision for a launch or in provision for selling a product or something, you can actually push notification that. The opt-in page so you take people that are only on your push notification list and you say hey download this free ebook about recipes to lose weight with juicing which is one of the ebooks we have on health ambition and then people land on the squeeze page essentially which is just a picture of the ebook and say put your email here to download the ebook and essentially you put a bunch of people on your list really quickly and you can have an automated email follow-up for these people so you can quite easily you know put them into that segmentation. The people that are interested in the ebook will get the marketing for it. The people that are not, will not get it. And I think that's a cool way of using notifications and essentially get a soft opt-in at the beginning and then take the engaged people and push them further into your funnels. And finally, two things. First of all, I think push notifications are also great for sites that don't have time to manage an email list yet. Because you don't need to clean the email list, you don't need to create lead magnets like I talked about. So if you are a site that just has is monetized with advertising, for example, and you want to send a notification to people about your new content, but you don't, you don't really have anything to say to them via email, I think it's also also a great use of it. And I know John Dixtra, for example, he is focused a lot on push notifications right now for his AdSense sites because. It gets more traffic for him, which means more money. And it's also, he doesn't need to manage nearly as much. It's like writing a tweet when you send a notification, which I really like. And the last one is, they are really good if you have a lot of mobile traffic, like we do on House Ambition. You can see we get a higher opt-in rate. And in January, opt-in posts will get you penalized as well for the mobile index, which is a completely different index from now on. And so, and then the, the opt in looks really clean actually on mobile. If you don't know what it looks like, go on authorityhacker.com or healthmission.com to see what it looks like. The only thing though is that it doesn't work for Safari on iOS, which means you're missing out on a lot of iPhone owners, which are a lot of high net worth people as well. So it is a big problem, but I hope that Apple is going to implement that soon. So that is basically all the uses for push notifications. And now, we can jump into the question, which is, do you send the same email, uh, the same offers via email push notifications? What would you do? Would you send the same offer?
0: Well, I mean, we did, didn't we, when we did the Authority Hacker launch? Um, it, it was the same general offer, but I think the message timings and notifications were different, right?
1: Well, the timing notifications, usually we use them for extreme scarcity, you know? So we, we time them when there's like, uh, because we know there's very little uh, long tail traffic, like most people click in the next three, four hours, we were able to like send a push notification like five hours before the close, right? Whereas for email, we had to time it like twenty four hours before, even forty eight hours before because the of the time it takes for people to actually go through their emails and and check it out, you know?
0: yeah, plus we were sending so many emails during those two and a half weeks that if we'd done that with push notifications, I'm sure we'd have like eradicated our list completely. So
1: yeah, one thing I wanted to bring up, a little discussion. I wanted to bring up that it is kind of like sci. It's not exactly about push notifications, but it's definitely it's related. Is that you know a lot of people they will listen to this and be like, "You're a bunch of spammers. You're sending us the same message across all these different channels, etc." We hate you. I will never sign up for your list again. Goodbye. I hope you you whatever something bad happens to you. Uh, <laughs> someone's gonna send me that email. But <laughs> but what I want to say is that in terms of personality as well, I'm not a like. I'm personally a very introvert person that you know doesn't shout on the, like about whatever I, I do in the street or whatever like I'm not trying to be it's not our personality to be like that however in our experience when you have something to sell when you have something to promote when you try to do very limited messaging to like the most engaged people etc I don't know if it's because we're not good enough it's because it works better but usually just shouting it, as loud as you can, as many time as you can, has always generated more sales for us than trying to actually be measured with our messaging. And I think is the is the way online marketing works these days, especially you see it on like social media, for example. Look at Twitter, how people have to tweet every five minutes to get any kind of visibility, etc. It's like when you're promoting something, you are fighting against the competition that's fighting for the attention of the audience. And the truth is you need to repeat a lot of times and push notifications are essentially helping with that
0: and yeah, that's I, what i
1: wanted to say shotgun versus rifle. you know
0: yeah i think it, it, yep. again it comes uh-huh. back to the the old marketing quote i think it was like your audience needs to be exposed seven times before you buy i, th- I mean i think that's totally like irrelevant but like the principle behind it, it is still range true today and the more channels Like so, email or ads, if it's retargeting, and a push being another one that you can expose your message to them, your brand to them. I think helps helps you get noticed more, and certainly because not so many people are using push notifications at the moment, that it's a kind of golden opportunity to sort of get in early and start capitalizing on that.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, it just works. Like uh, we really try to talk about what works for us. It's not necessarily what we prefer. As you said, you don't like push notifications, like you don't use, you don't subscribe yourself, et cetera. And that's completely fine. But when we look at the stats and what works, and if you really look at the stats I mentioned earlier, I mean, most of the time, open rates, we were talking stuff like five, I mean, open rate didn't take, but like clicks rate, we were talking like five to seven percent for push notifications and like three percent for email. So most of the time, the people that see these things are not even the same people. It's just that you, even when you own the audience, you only reach a very small part of them every time you send a message. So you need to not only use different channels, but repeat the same message several times on each channel to reach a lot of people in your audience. And the very the really active people, they will see the message several times. And... Well, we hope they forgive us when it happens, but really a large percentage of these people, they see it for the first time when you send the same promo for the fourth time, you know? So that is something that is counterintuitive and feels obnoxious because if you went to the, in front of the same person and repeated the same thing like 10 times, then they would be like, shut up. But that's not what you're doing you're, because people you don't reach this person all the time. Like you, you say the same thing 10 times and... At best, they agree two times, you know, and so it doesn't feel like that much really. So short version, do it. Yeah, don't be afraid of repeating your message across different channels and several times per channel, essentially. And I think the last funny thing is I wrote these questions to myself. That's kind of of very weird, but uh, I think that was a good way to expose the information. I think a lot of people are going to ask, oh, which one should I do first? Should I do email first or should I do push notification first? because of all the reasons I've mentioned earlier, especially for the sites that are monetized with display ads and so on, I would say actually push notification can even be put from day one on your website, even if you're not going to be using it a lot, just because it takes so little management. It's like you put the code, you install it, one signal has a guide if you're going to be using one signal, and then it's like writing a tweet, right? If you're going to be updating your Facebook page, it takes less time to make a push notification. So because of that, I would say put your push notification on your website from day one you know you might not use it but that's okay Uh, but email it's really something that takes quite a bit of work especially because you have to do all these lead magnets and optimization and pop-ups and it's quite a bit of work to set up so i would not do it on day one unless you start selling a product from day one so yeah push notification first essentially And that is actually the end of my notes. So do you have any final words about push notifications? or Yeah, I just think the
0: final takeaway or the sort of to-do action list should be that basically everyone who has a site should be using this technology now. You should first switch to HTTPS in order to do it, which is really simple, by the way. And yeah, just get it going. Like even if you even if you're not going to send any push notifications out for a couple of months, you can start building your uh
1: Yeah, you'll be happy like the day you find a, a good offer in your niche or the day you decide to launch a product or something, you'll be happy you have collected people for the last six months and you have like several thousand people you can reach right away versus being like, Oh, I don't know how I'm gonna be promoting that thing that I'm doing now. Uh, I didn't imagine I would yeah. be needing it or whatever. Like because it's just a one-time setup, it's worth collecting these people, and then you can reach them again whenever you want, which is really powerful and yeah. really especially if you're uh, using
0: one signal as well. There's like no cost to doing this. It's not going to cost you anything in tools, and the more people you get, it doesn't cost you any more. You know.
1: Yeah, it's like it's it's like a a, lot, a large percentage of the money we make is from people we collect through these email lists, through these push notifications, etc. I know it's really more popular when we talk about link building and SEO, but the truth is, the if you just do that, you won't make a ton of money. You really need to collect your audience as well. And that is by far the simplest way once you've set it up to do that and to actually communicate with them. It's much easier than email and it produces basically double the results. So yeah, do it. And uh, I guess we're going to close it here. So thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.